With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everyone, and live from Marshawn Lynch's return press conference, it's the 4th and Inches show with Jana <laughs> and the Sherpa. Jana, how are you? As um, To quote Marshawn Lynch, one of my favorite Marshawn Lynch quotes, uh, we're just here so we don't get fined. Week 17. Exactly. Uh, kind of everybody's cleaned out the locker room for the fantasy uh, playoffs, except for the real diehards, as I posted on the note for the show tonight, uh, people that are playing in week 17 generally fall into one of two categories. Either your commissioner uh, procrastinated in getting the league together and you missed week one and still wanted to have a full uh, 13-week regular season, or you're just a real sadist and you don't mind your uh, (laughs) fantasy fate being left to injuries and playoff uh, restings and and other things like that. But So how did your uh, playoff team spare? Um, we did okay. I uh, would have would have liked a, a few more uh, some more points. Um, I did have one team win a league, so I will take that. I, I wish it was a little Congrats. better than one out of six, but we'll take it. How did you fare this week? Um, not that well. Um, mm-hmm. I, I had my last team get knocked out in the semifinals, and I I um, I that was even with uh, Lamar. Jackson and Brashad Perriman going off. I um, lost the matchup by two points because I started Mm. uh, DeAndre Washington instead of James Conner, even though I knew Josh Jacobs was back. I figured that uh, DeAndre Washington would still get enough playing time to make it uh, worthwhile in any way. That turned out not to be uh, the right call, but uh, shoulda, woulda, coulda. Still had a pretty good season. Pretty happy with it and, you know, at the end of the season, you know, who's going to start Rashad Perriman and expect him to score three touchdowns? You know, I certainly didn't expect that, but at least I picked him up and started him. I wasn't afraid to play what I thought was a favorable matchup, which turned out to be even more favorable than I thought. A but, very uh, favorable my, matchup. <laughs> yes, but uh, still I uh, had too many running backs in the single digits and uh, not enough, not quite enough offense. So anyway, say running, running so, backs um, will be the death of you. Yes. They will, even though I, I insist on drafting them early and often in leagues, but uh, can never have too many of them. But uh, anyway, so why don't you tell people how to find us, and we'll kick off our last show of the decade. Yes, yes, and it's actually our last show of the decade for us. This is our 10th season as well, so we're pretty fired up about this. Uh, we'll be here I for a full hour. Thought you were going to say it was tonight. our last show period that you knew something. I didn't. no. No, we'll be back. We'll be back for another season. You guys are never getting rid of us. Unless we get canceled. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, we really gotta we really gotta piss some people off to get canceled. Hopefully yeah. we won't do that, but you never know. It's a long show. We could still things could still go sideways very quickly. We could talk um, about but we will be here for, for a full hour. 
We'll be here until 9.30 p.m. Eastern time if you're listening live or if you're downloading after the fact and you're listening in the car. Sorry, your commute's terrible, but we're here for you. Uh, we'll be giving you all of the news and notes. We've got some injuries. We've got people sitting, who to pick up, who to start, who to sit, our predictions, daily fantasy picks. You name it, we got you covered. So even if you are a sadist or you're in a procrastinator league and you guys are still playing this week, we're here for you. We feel your pain. <clears throat> so if you want to find us all week long, all off season long, you can find us all over social media. We're on Facebook at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page, on Twitter at the number four THN inches show at JKIM16 and fantasy underscore Sherpa. I'm pretty sure you can figure out who's who. So I guess we should probably dive right in. As you alluded to, there are a few injuries, and I still can't believe Marshawn Lynch passed a drug test, but we will get there in a minute. <laughs> I thought he was going to be suspended when he came back, but uh, I, I, I guess what he admitted you know, to doing after he retired, quote unquote. But yeah, uh, wasn't, anyway. Hey, whatever. Right, he's rested, so if I'm a Seahawks, I might as well. So. We'll get to the Seahawks in a minute. The nice thing about week 17, one of my favorite things is everybody plays on Sunday. One of my least favorite things is the Cowboys probably getting eliminated from the playoffs this week. But again, we'll get there. Let's kick off with the nah, my Giants Bengals, are going to which... save your, you know what? <laughs> you know, it'd be my nice my Giants did, are going to but... save your uh, Cowboys uh, bacon, I think. Danny Dimes is on a heater, man. They got a two-game win streak. They're scoring tons of points. You never know. Yeah, they're also giving up tons of points, but uh, he's got true. some injuries, which we'll get into. <laughs> so, we'll start with the Browns and Bengals, the Battle of Ohio. Um, Odell Beckham Jr. is sick, and he's dealing with bad attitude. He's got that groin injury. He's questionable. Um, he's like alleging me. to play. Uh, it seems the flu might have hit their locker room just a little bit, but, um, you know, if he can't go, Jarvis Landry is going to be your guy there. Odell Beckham Jr., how effective he'll be, I can't tell you for sure. In uh, Out in Minnesota, this is one of the games where a lot of the starters will be resting. The Vikings have nothing to play for. Uh, they're they're the, NFC, the NFC seed number six regardless. They're in the playoffs. They can't better their standings. Uh, so they're kind of treating this as a bye week. Kirk Cousins is likely going to sit out. Officially, they haven't said – that they're resting starters, but they're going to rest starters. Uh, so that means Sean Mannion is going to be your quarterback there. Please don't start him this week. That's a little crazy, even for us. Or anyone. Um, but, yeah, true, true. Um, but officially out is running back Dalvin Cook, who's going to miss another game with that shoulder injury. They have some questions about how available he's going to be come playoff time. Um, but really, you're just worried about this week, unless you're a Viking fan, then maybe you should worry a little bit more. Uh, running back Alexander Madison is questionable with an ankle injury. He got a little dinged up last week, but I think he still should be good to go. For Chicago, wide receiver Taylor Gabriel still dealing with that concussion, not going to play again this week. They're also dealing with a lot of offensive linemen and cornerback uh, injuries, so they're a little beat up on both sides of the ball. But for the most part, it looks like they should be able to win this pretty handily. Again, we'll take a look at that in a few minutes. Out in Tampa Bay, uh, this is maybe not the most exciting game of the week because neither team's really playing for anything, but I think there's probably a lot of fantasy value here. Unfortunately, on the Atlanta side of the ball, wide receiver Brandon Powell is not going to play with a wrist injury. For the most part, they are pretty healthy otherwise. For Tampa Bay, not the, the same story. Wide receiver Chris Godwin is going to miss another game with that hamstring injury. Remember, Mike Evans is also on IR. 
So not a lot of wide receivers out there. Jameis Winston is questionable with what they're calling thumb and knee injuries, but he's going to play. He is fighting for a job somewhere, not necessarily with Tampa Bay. He's going to be a free agent after this season and is only 92 yards away from a 5,000-yard passing season. So I think he's going to try to hit that. It also blows my mind that he's thrown for that many yards, um, and they're not counting to defensive players. So, hey, we'll see what happens. <laughs> the Saints at Panthers game, a uh, couple of couple of injuries there for the Saints. Primarily, their defense is really what's questionable. Um, probably still going to be able to handle the Panthers, but they have a lot of injuries there. The good news, though, Drew Brees and Michael Thomas, who are both limited at different points throughout the week with knee and hand injuries, respectively, are not on the final injury report. They are going to be good to go. No limitations there. For Carolina, wide receiver DJ Moore still dealing with a concussion. He is not going to play. They're also dealing with some defensive injuries as well. Uh, Carolina really, like I said, not a lot to play for there. Uh, Curtis Samuel probably going to see more in the way of targets this week. He's a good play, I think, uh, especially in daily fantasy. But New Orleans is New Orleans still can better their seating, so they are still playing. Their starters will be in the game. Um, so take that for what it's worth. In Buffalo, what should be an interesting game, neither team really playing for anything, but more evenly matched than some. Uh, the Jets are dealing with a lot of offensive line uh, starters being injured and potentially missing game, as well as wide receiver Demarius Thomas, who's dealing with hamstring and knee injuries, and wide receiver Robbie Anderson, who's dealing with that calf injury, are both questionable. On the Buffalo side of the ball, wide receiver Andre Roberts is not going to play with a foot injury, and they're also dealing with a couple of defensive injuries. For the Patriots in their uh, rivalry matchup with the Dolphins, <laughs> Uh, the biggest name on their injury report is Julian Edelman. He's dealing with the knee and shoulder injuries. Uh, they're also down a lot of linebackers there. Um, but for what it's worth, I think New England probably is still going to be able to score points against Miami. Although every year there's always one one strange game with the Dolphins and the Patriots. You never know. The Packers and Lions, however, not as, as much up in the air there. Uh, the Lions really are still the Lions. They're banged up pretty much on every possible way. Offense, defense, special teams, it's not great. Um, even their kicker, Matt Prater, is sick and is questionable. It's just it's a bad time in Detroit. For the Packers, uh, running back Jamal Williams is dealing with a shoulder injury. He is unlikely to play, which means Aaron Jones is going to get the bulk of the carries there. Uh, out in Kansas City. The Chiefs and the Chargers playing this week. Uh, Phillip Rivers not going to have offensive tackle Russell Okung. He's going to be out with a groin injury, so that gives him even less time to throw his interceptions, which is not great. Uh, for the Chiefs side of the ball, it's primarily uh, defensive injuries. They should be good to go offensively there. Out in Houston, there's been a lot of back and forth over whether or not starters are going to play this week. Bill O'Brien came out earlier in the week saying that his starters are going to play. They want to win. There's literally nothing to play for. They can't get better in their seating. I don't understand why he would say that, but it seems they're backing off on that some now. Uh, they have, they've already designated Will Fuller out with a groin injury. I don't think he's been healthy pretty much ever. Uh, so he's not going to play this week. And now they're saying that Deshaun Watson, DeAndre Hopkins, and Kenny Stills are all questionable with back uh illness and knee injuries respectively 
Uh, so it looks like they're they're maybe going to finally err on the side of caution here, especially since Deshaun Watson, they're calling it a back injury, but he was like basically only had one leg last week. I don't know why you would run your starters out there, but I'm not Bill O'Brien. So keep an eye on that. In ten- on the Tennessee side of things, uh, wide receiver Adam Humphreys is not going to play with an ankle injury. Wide receiver Khalif Raymond is not going to play with a concussion. And wide receiver Cody Hollister is questionable with an ankle injury. They got some problems at wide receiver. So Ryan Tannehill's going to try to win a game. Not entirely sure he's going to throw to. <laughs> In Jacksonville, a uh, lot of injuries here. We'll start with the Colts, who are a little less banged up. Running back Jordan Wilkins is already ruled out with an ankle injury. Really, their biggest problem is they have a lot of defensive players who look like they're not going to play this week. Their defense wasn't all that healthy to begin with, and it's getting worse. On the Jacksonville side of things, half of their skill position players are uh, on the injury report, including quarterback Gardner Minshew, who's dealing with a shoulder injury. It looks like he's pretty questionable. Nick Foles would obviously be back uh, for his fifth start of the season if he does not go. Wide receiver Michael Walker is questionable with, or I'm sorry, is out with a hamstring injury. Running back Leonard Fournette is questionable with a neck injury. He seems like he is is hell bent on playing this week. One of apparently he's been telling reporters this week one of his top goals is to finish the whole season without missing a start, which would be pretty phenomenal. So he's going to try to go. Wide receiver Dee Westbrook is dealing with neck and shoulder injuries. He's questionable as well as tight end Nick O'Leary with a shoulder injury. So things are a little rough in Jacksonville. Out in the Washington and Dallas game. A couple of injuries here. Uh, wide receiver Terry McLaurin is not going to play for the Redskins with a concussion. He's already been ruled out. Uh, Case Keenum is going to get the start at quarterback here. Dwayne Haskins injured his ankle again on Sunday. And then there was some discrepancy on maybe who was telling him not to go back into the game. <laughs> maybe his owner. But uh, things aren't great in Washington. In Dallas, however, it's, it seems like Dak Prescott is, they're claiming, good to go. He was limited uh, with that shoulder injury most of the week. That sprained AC joint that's been haunting him. Looks Looked as okay as you could in that terrible game last week against the Eagles. Uh, but their offensive line and defense are both pretty banged up with injuries, so it'll be interesting to see who plays there. In the other NFC East game, uh, your Giants still struggling with the tight end position. Not not good to be a uh, Giants tight end. Tight end Wright Ellison is out with a concussion. Tight end Scott Simonson is also out with a concussion. If you're a tight end, you're going to get concussed here. It's not great. Um, so maybe Darius Slayton's going to see even more care, even more targets. I don't know. But on the Eagles side of the ball, they are really the walking wounded. Yeah. Yeah. He said some, he said some okay days for me fantasy wise. I'll take it. Like I said, the Giants have been scoring a lot of points and the Eagles defense seems to, you know, maybe they did all look like Hall of Famers last week, but I think they can give up some points as well. Uh, on the offensive side of the ball is really where their biggest problems are. Wide receiver Nelson Aguilar is not going to play with that knee injury. And tight end Zach Ertz was ruled out today with rib and back injuries. Also, uh, offensive tackle Lane Johnson is still dealing with that ankle injury that kept him out the last two games. He's really the, the kind of general of that offense. So without him, it certainly doesn't run as well. Jordan Howard is going to be back this week after missing the last six weeks with a shoulder injury. Um, He's he's not going to be the starter. He has to get, quote, back in game shape, according to Doug Peterson. So Miles Sanders, Boston Scott, Jordan Howard, all going to be kind of a running back by committee situation, and Greg Ward is your de facto number one wide receiver in Philadelphia. 
out in Baltimore. This is another game where the Ravens are going to be sitting the majority of their starters. It's already been uh, running back. Mark Ingram has already been ruled out with a calf injury. They could be without him for a couple of weeks. It's hard to say. They're still trying to decide how severe that injury is. Uh, but they, they're already the number one seed. They can't do anything to hurt or help their position, so they're going to be resting their starters. Uh, Lamar Jackson definitely not playing. Robert Griffin III is going to get the start there. It's first start in a couple of years, so that would be interesting. Uh, Mar- wide receiver Marquise Brown is sick. He's questionable. Ted and Mark Andrews is dealing with an ankle injury. He's also questionable. He played through it last week. I suspect he will again this week, but, again, not probably for the whole game, so – Probably have a plan B at tight end. On the Pittsburgh side of the ball, running back James Conner is not going to play again with that quad injury. And their center, Marquise Townsie, is already ruled out as well with a knee injury, which was a real problem uh, because their backup center, B.J. Finney, really had some problems snapping the ball last week. So hopefully he's worked out some of those yips there. Otherwise, it's going to be a very long day for Pittsburgh. And the Cardinals and Rams game, we've got a couple of injuries there. It looks like Kyler Murray for the Cardinals is very much a game-time decision with that hamstring injury he suffered in the game last week. Brent Hundley out of UCLA would be your number two quarterback and de facto starter there, which would be interesting. I'm sure the Rams would like to see that. Uh, Also worth noting that both tight ends, Charles Clay and Darnell Daniels, are both questionable with calf and bicep injuries respectively. You know, I always love a good tight end matchup when there's potential for a rookie quarterback coming in. So maybe not the game for that this week. On the Rams side of the ball, running back Daryl Henderson Jr. has been ruled out with an ankle injury, but for the most part, they are healthier there. We talked about at the top of the show, uh, Raiders running back Josh Jacobs last week, uh, stifled the Sherpa's potential fantasy uh, championship hopes and dreams. He is not going to. He's likely not going to play this week. I think they're they're really trending to not having him in with a shoulder injury. He's got a skin infection. Things aren't going well for him. Um, on the Broncos side of the ball, they are primarily going to be without all of their offensive tackles. Not great, um, but I think that they're probably a healthier bunch compared to the Raiders. The Raiders. So it looks like DeAndre Washington and Jalen Richard are going to be your one-two punch there in the backfield. And then for our nightcap, the 49ers of the Seahawks. For the 49ers, it's mostly defensive injuries. The good news there is wide receiver Debo Samuel was limited during the week. He is going to play. It looks like he is as close to healthy as we've seen him all year, so that's always a good thing. For the Seahawks, as we talked about at the top of the show, Marshawn Lynch is back. Uh, Chris Carson and C.J. Forsyth both not going to play this week. They literally ran out of running backs last week, which is not ideal. So they signed Marshawn Lynch and Robert Turbin, uh, both who are familiar faces, know the playbook a little bit, know the vibe. It's basically the backfield of five years ago. Um, the bigger news for them is Jadavion Clowney is going to be back this week, so their defense is getting marginally healthier. They are also going to be without wide receiver Malik Turner, who is still dealing with a concussion. Also worth noting, uh, not that it's going to affect your fantasy matchup this week, but Antonio Brown is among six wide receivers working out for the Saints this week. We like to have some uh, ace in the holes in case somebody goes down for the playoffs. They like to already know what's out there, a la Bryant uh, a couple of years ago. So there you go. We're not the healthiest bunch in the world, but we've got waiver wire picks to help you fill those holes. I just think with the Saints, they've got to just expect that Antonio Brown would be suspended if they signed him or put on the commissioner's exempt list or whatever it's called. You would call. think. I mean, 
but it, apparently how, it, it seems to be a great area in that they're not done their the investigation. I, yeah, mean, I mean, he's got to be head and shoulders above the other wide receivers they brought in there. If they mm-hmm. thought that he were actually going to be eligible to play, I, I can't imagine they wouldn't have signed him. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I don't know why else you'd put up with Drew Rosenhaus in your ear all day, but hey, that's just me. I wouldn't want to do that. Okay. So um, <laughs> you alluded while you were doing that, I was trying to figure out the, the playoff scenarios and my head almost exploded. This, I don't think I've ever seen this before. <laughs> we're in the NFC going into the final weekend. Four teams still have a chance, albeit some better than others, to, to be the number one seed. That's, that's just uh, ridiculous. It is pretty crazy. I can't remember the last time that there was so much up in the air. Uh, especially just in the NFC. I mean, the NFC, we kind of knew all season long who was good and who wasn't. But it's it's the NFC just – the seating can change so completely differently uh, throughout the course of the day. Like, we don't even know everybody who's going to be in the playoffs. I mean, technically, the Raiders could still make the playoffs. They're not going to, yeah, but mathematically, it's still possible. Yeah, so in the – NFC, as you alluded to, a lot up in the air. I think the only thing that's locked down so far is that um, Minnesota is going to be the number six seed and the winner of the Philadelphia-Dallas you know, NFC East. You know, whichever yeah. team emerges victorious there is going to be the number four seed. But other than that, you know, one, two, three, and five are um, all up for grabs. You know, Seattle yeah. could be the wild card team, or they could conceivably have home field throughout the playoffs, which is nuts. Um, AFC a little bit more, um, a little bit more predictable. Baltimore's got the one seed locked up. Houston's got the four seed locked up. Buffalo's got the five seed locked up. So it's really only uh, seeds um, two, three, and six there that are, and six being the most interesting, just because Tennessee's in the driver's mm-hmm. seat, but uh, Pittsburgh has a shot, and Oakland has uh, a lottery ticket shot. So yes, anyway, they do. <laughs> All quite interesting. It'll, so it'll be interesting, that's for sure. Yeah, and and it is nice that they're all playing on Sunday. You know, even in the AFC with the the wild card thing, I think most of the teams that are involved in that. You know, I think Oakland, uh, Tennessee, and Pittsburgh all play late games on Sunday, so mm-hmm. you know, that should keep things interesting. Although I'm sure there'll yeah. be some scoreboard watching there. Uh, so be. in terms of in terms of waiver wire pickups, you know, as you can imagine, not a lot of uh, new faces emerging at this point in the season. On the other hand, if you are in need of someone, the good news is you probably have less competition uh, trying to scoop guys up off the waiver wire. Uh, if you need a running back, uh, DeAndre Washington, probably the one that I would recommend most. Uh, Mm-hmm. Some other options are uh, Detroit's on Johnston and Bo Scarborough going up against Green Bay. Benny Snell going up against Baltimore, which is assuming, again, that Baltimore is going to be treating this more like a preseason game. And then uh, Jonathan Williams, even though Marlon Mack is back and Naeem Hines is healthy, uh, Jonathan Williams might still be a decent play against uh, what passes for a run defense in Jacksonville. Would you want to take a flyer on Marshawn Lynch? Um, I don't <laughs> think so it's because again, one, you know, he hasn't seen any game action in, 
you know, close to a year now and actually it was over he's a year. He's been playing a lot of a lot of pickup games. football in people's yards, I understand. So he's he's still working on it. <laughs> All right. Well That's actually a real I thing. That that, <laughs> I don't know that that qualifies as game shape, but uh but anyway, be that as it may. So the combination of his not having played in almost a year and San Francisco, you know, having a good defense, although, you know, they you know, are certainly banged up. I, I would not do that. I think I would rather have any of those names that I mentioned. I mean, sure, there's the, the fan, the dreamer in me that wants him to rush for 200 yards and start a, another, uh, you know, beast quake there in Seattle on Sunday night, but I, I would bet against all that happening. Well, that's fair. Would you pick him up? I might, but I'm I'm also very high on Seattle as a whole. So I I think that I think he's got chemistry with Russell Wilson. I think that he's enough of like a big body, strong player that he can still do some damage. And the fact that the 49ers uh, essentially haven't seen him in a year, and they you know are kind of playing a little behind the eight ball here and that you're not exactly sure what you're going to get out of this offense, and I don't have a whole lot of faith in Robert Turbin, I might take a flyer on Marshawn Lynch, especially if there's not a lot out there. I mean, mm-hmm. if I'm already in the situation where I might have to start Marshawn Lynch in my lineup, like, probably already winging it as it is. <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty good uh, assessment there. Uh, on to wide yeah. receivers, uh, Cole Beasley is widely available. I know Buffalo, not much to play for, but uh, – I still expect that uh, they'll probably score early and often against the Jets. Um, Anthony Miller, Chicago figures to have a, you know, Minnesota figures to treat that like a preseason game. So I like uh, several of the players on Chicago's offense. Zach Pascal for mm-hmm. Indianapolis against Jacksonville. James Washington for the Steelers against Baltimore. And uh, Randall Cobb against uh, Washington. Those are some of the wide receivers that I would have my eye on if I really needed one this week. I like it. I also really like Greg Ward. Uh, I don't love a whole lot of things about the Eagles, but I know he's going to get a lot of targets because no one else can really catch football. Dallas Goddard will get, I bet he Dallas Goddard will lead the Eagles in targets on Sunday is my prediction. It's possible, but I think Dallas Goddard actually drops the ball more than Greg Ward does. (laughs) Yeah. We shall see. I, I, yeah. Um, Quarterback-wise, uh, some good matchups. Again, taking advantage of either <laughs> bad defenses or defenses that will be treating this like a preseason week. And so I would look at Jacoby Brissett going up against Jacksonville, Mitchell Trubisky going up against Minnesota, Daniel Jones going up against the Eagles, Andy Dalton versus Cleveland, Drew Locke versus Oakland, and Devlin Hodges against Baltimore. Those are your uh, sure What about RG three? How do you two. feel about how do you feel about the return of the RG three? I mean, again, kind of like with Marshawn Lynch as a fan, <laughs> I would love to see him play really well and throw for you know seven hundred yards and ten touchdowns, but you know, or even three hundred yards and four touchdowns. But uh, I I just don't think that uh, they're going to do that. You know, I, I just I think you know we might even see. Um, um, Trey McSorley before the game is over rather than risk getting RG3 hurt. But uh, okay. so my short answer That's is no, I, I don't want him. Would you short answer is no. Him? Okay. Uh, I think I might actually. 
I know I it, it would certainly have to be a long shot, but I'm not opposed to it. In the three quarterback league. I would rather start. I I might rather start RG three than Jimmy Garoppolo. Oh no! I'm gonna just say it now. I, I'm saying I, it right I can't, now. I can't get on board with that. No. All right. <laughs> we'll we'll discuss more about that in a moment. Uh, tight ends. Um, I like OJ Howard against Atlanta. Jimmy Graham against Detroit. Vance McDonald against Baltimore. Noah Font against Oakland. And um, not as big on my sticky. He's actually on my avoid list. But I, I think you could make a case for maybe he gets some uh, garbage time yardage and maybe even a TD against New England, but uh, yeah, I, he's not as much of a preferred pickup as, as the other guys. Okay. I got Mike Gusecki on my start list, so we'll see. I, we might see that game a little differently. Sounds like it. Um, defenses. <laughs> I've got uh, some waiver wire defenses. Green Bay, for the life of me, can't understand why they're only 50% owned, especially playing Detroit's offense this yeah. week, uh, Indianapolis at Jacksonville, Dallas against Washington, and Tennessee going against uh, a Houston team that will likely be treating this as a preseason game. Those are four defenses that are widely available on the waiver wire, and if you don't like the matchup for your uh, primary defense or defenses this week, I certainly think uh, this is the week you want to play matchups. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You never know when someone's going to drop a 26 bomb on you. You, you want to be ready for that. Okay. So um, why don't we get into some uh, player predictions? Yeah. Let's see. Let's see how our lists match up this week. <laughs> okay. I um, feel like we might see a few games differently. Yeah, we usually do, but uh, I'll – Start off by making you happy with my uh, running back list. I have Ezekiel Elliott at the top of that list. Ooh. Alvin Kamara, two. Saquon Barkley, three, which should make you happy, two. Todd Gurley, four. Good. Aaron Jones, five. Nick Chubb, six. Derrick Henry, seven. Philip Lindsay, eight. Kareem Hunt, nine. And Sony Michelle checking in at ten. You were saying okay, something? Okay, okay. We've got some overlap. This is exciting. Uh, I have Christian McCaffrey at the top of my list. <laughs> As I have pretty much every week for I, I the last the top 10 of my other list. Yeah, yeah, I'm not surprised there. Not totally surprised. That's okay. Um, at two, I, I've got Ezekiel Elliott, so we, we agree a little bit there. Saquon Barkley checking in at three for me. Alvin Kamara and Leonard Fournette rounding out my top fives. Derek Henry, Aaron Jones, Todd Gurley, Nick Chubb, and Kenyon Drake rounding out the top ten for me. Okay, my avoid list consists of Christian McCaffrey, Carrion Johnson, Bo Scarborough. Um, I've separated the Minnesota running backs, but Dalvin Cook, Alexander Madison, and Mike Boone, you don't want any, any of those guys. Patrick Laird, Kenyon Drake, and Gus Edwards. Yes, I would say stay okay. far away from all of those, even though you uh, like Christian McCaffrey and you like Kenyon Drake. I do. I do, but that's okay. Uh, I don't, however, like any of the Eagles running back nonsense this week. I I don't love the committee thing to begin with. If you had to pick one, Miles Sanders is the one to go with, but really I, I don't want any part of any of them having Jordan Howard back. I think really it's just going to mess the whole thing up again. 
Uh, I also have Latavius Murray, Duke Johnson, Jamal Williams, Patrick Laird, Royce Freeman, Chris Thompson, Naeem Hines, Rex Burkhead, and Peyton Barber on my avoid list. Okay, for wide receivers, I like Michael Thomas a lot. He's on top of my list this yes. week. Devontae Adams, Jarvis Landry, Amari Cooper, Julian Edelman, Tyreek Hill, Tyler Lockett, Allen Robinson, Cooper Cup, and Sterling Shepard uh, rounding out my top ten honorable mentions to Ooh. the uh, aforementioned Brashad Perriman and Courtland Sutton. Okay, okay. Uh, our lists do look a little different. I, I also have Michael Thomas at the top of my list, no doubt about it. I've got Julio Jones at two, Devontae Adams at three, Tyreek Hill, and Allen Robinson, I.I., rounding out the top five. At six, I've got Michael Gallup, seven, Julian Edelman, Robert Woods at eight, Cortland Sutton at nine, and rounding out my top ten is Tyler Lockett out in Seattle. Okay, my avoid list for wide receivers consists of Kenny Galladay, Danny Amendola, Stefan Diggs, Adam Thielen, Devontae Parker, Curtis Samuel, Larry Fitzgerald, and Marquise Brown. All right. I've got Christian Kirk uh, on the top of my avoid list. Kenny Stills as well as Robbie Anderson. Mike Williams out with the Chargers. Curtis Samuel, D.D. Westbrook, Deontay Johnson, Sammy Watkins, Hunter Renfro, and Brandon Cooks. Hunter Renfro had a nice game last week, but playing in cold is not good for the Raiders, so I, I don't Expect that to be a repeat performance. I just feel bad for uh, Derek Carr having bought a house in Las Vegas already next door to oh my God, John Gruden. He's probably going to have to sell it. Unless he wants to just keep it to harass the guy after he gets Either that or like but... start TPing his house in your bye week and be like, I don't know what happened. <laughs> yeah. Security oh, cameras is pictured again in a number four <laughs> Raiders jersey. Wouldn't it be great if, like, Derek uh, and David Carr were TPing his house? Like, it was just like, oh, we're great quarterbacks. We're also better at terrorizing. Yeah. At the end of that. That's a reality show I might watch. <laughs> yeah. Quarterbacks terrorizing or harassing the former coach. So, you know, that would be good yeah. reality TV. He's fine. So, speaking of uh, quarterbacks in the here and now, my uh, list for this week, um, I've got Aaron Rodgers at the top. Jared Goff second, Russell Wilson third, Drew Brees fourth, Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes, Jameis Winston, Dak Prescott, Baker Mayfield, and Daniel Jones, with Mitchell Trubisky getting an honorable mention. Okay. Uh, I don't have too much beef. We've, we've got similar names, just a different order. Uh, I have Patrick Mahomes at the top of my list, Drew Brees, Dak Prescott, Carson Wentz, and Aaron Rodgers rounding at the top five there. Russell Wilson at six, Jameis Winston, Ryan Tannehill, Daniel Jones, and Tom Brady, my top ten. Okay, my avoid list for quarterbacks consists of Ryan Fitzpatrick, David Blau, Sean Mannion, Kyle Allen, Will Greer, whoever starts there, Case Keenum, Kyler Murray, Brett Hundley, whoever starts there, and uh, RG3, Robert Griffin, III. Rounding out my avoid list <laughs> for this week. I don't have RG3 on my avoid list. I have him in purgatory. Uh, I do, however, have Jimmy Garoppolo, Kyler Murray at all, Jacoby Brissett, Drew Locke, Gardner Minshew, II, uh, Baker Mayfield, Case Keenum, Andy Dalton, and David Blau on my avoid list. Uh, how about tight ends? Do you <laughs> like? 
Uh, loving George Salvation Army Kettle at the top of the list against Seattle. Uh, Travis Kelsey at two. Austin Hooper, Tyler Higby, and Darren Waller. My top five at six. We've got Dallas Goddard, Hunter Henry, Jared Cook, Mike Gusecki coming in at nine, and O.J. Howard at ten. All right. Uh, Travis Kelsey is the top of my list. Uh, George Salvation Army Kettle, two. Jared Cook, three. O.J. Howard, four. Tyler Higby, five. Dallas Goddard, six. Jacob Hollister, seven. Jimmy Graham, eight. Noah Font, nine. Caden Smith, Homer pick, ten. Honorable mentions, Johnny Smith, Vance McDonald, and David Njoku. Okay, okay. I have Caden Smith in my purgatory, just barely, just on the outside looking in. Okay. I think he could have been a nice game. Uh, I do, however, have uh, a couple of names I don't love putting on my avoid list, like Jack Doyle. Uh, Jacob Hollister, Greg Olson, Johnny Smith, Noah Font, Tyler Eifert, Jimmy Graham, and Jason Witten. That sounds a lot like my recommended list. It kind of does. Which always makes for an interesting (laughs) conversation. All right. Um, My avoid list consists of Kyle Rudolph, Mike Gesicki, Greg Olson, Charles Clay, and Mark Andrews. (laughs) There's not a limb there. <laughs> How about defenses? Right. Are we getting tears this week? I, I feel like I let uh, the people sure. down by not having tears of the defenses last week while you were yeah, away. Yeah, I, I have some tears <laughs> for you. Um, <laughs> basically, three tiers of defenses this week uh, Green Bay and Chicago are the preferred tier, the A tier. Uh, down half a step, you've got New England, New Orleans, Dallas, the Rams, and Pittsburgh. And then uh, my C tier consists of Kansas City, Buffalo, Indianapolis, Denver, the Giants, and Tennessee. So uh, I think I have about 15 teams crammed into my top 10 defenses this week. (laughs) It's much like your top five pick of the draft. Everybody's invited. (laughs) Yeah, except for the Giants now that they went out and won two games and gave up on uh, generational talent at defense's end. But – as long as they're not going to get Chase Young, they might as well beat the Eagles. That's kind of my feelings about that now. There you go. I personally would be all in on that. Not entirely sure it'll happen, but I like the idea. Uh, as far as defenses, I went the more conventional route and just went with the top 10. Uh, I've got the Packers at the top of my list, uh, followed by the Rams, Ravens, Saints, Bills, Steelers, Vikings, and uh, Patriots and Buccaneers. Okay, um, my avoid list, I have 10. I could give you tiers if you want, but uh, you probably don't care <laughs> about for tiers for avoid list. Um, I've got Arizona, Detroit, Miami, Carolina, Washington, San Francisco, Cincinnati, Seattle, Atlanta, and dum-dum-dum Philadelphia on my avoid list for <laughs> defenses this week. I see that perhaps you see the game going a certain way. Um I do not have the Eagles on my avoid list. I have them more in per. Uh, no, I'm sorry. I actually have them at the bottom of my avoid list. They just barely made it on. Um, I also have the 49ers on there, the Cowboys, the Seahawks, Falcons, Browns, Jets, Colts, Texans, and the Broncos. So can I infer from the fact that the Eagles are on your avoid list and the Giants aren't that you're picking the Giants? I'm actually not picking the Giants. I just, I just think that... The, uh, the, I know, I know. It doesn't make a ton of sense, but like, I, I really, think, <laughs> I really think that the Eagles are still going to find a way to win this game, mostly just to screw with me. 
that's really how I see this going. It's more a personal yeah. attack than anything else. Yeah, your family will probably be throwing garbage at you every time they see oh, you for the next God. year. I was with happens. them last week, and it was just insufferable. My family, in case this is your first time listening, all diehard Eagles fans, like the worst. And uh, as the outlier Cowboys fan, I'm not a real popular person this time of year, especially now. So they came down to, quote, unquote, celebrate a belated birthday for me, and I just spent the whole day getting ridiculed. So it was a real rocking time. <laughs> Oh, there was pie, so I mean, it's not all bad. It would have been better if the Cowboys won. So should well, we do some game I, predictions? I, I, <laughs> yeah, we'll see if the Cowboys make the playoffs, at least according to our predictions. We already know that according to yours, they don't because you have the Eagles winning yeah. in spite of the, yeah. having the Eagles defense on the I think it's possible so. that Jerry Jones will actually walk down to the field and fire Jason Garrett like on the sideline as the final snap is being snapped if they don't make the playoffs. <laughs> I think it's a blowout. What would be really cool know. is if they're – oh, Susan typed to my cat who's sneezing for some reason. Maybe he's allergic to the Cowboys, but um, – um, what here's here's what I would love to see. Jerry Jones goes down on the sideline. The Cowboys are 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 losing by a point, and they have to make a game-winning 40-yard field goal to get into the playoffs. And then the guy, the kicker, shanks the field goal, and then Jerry Jones. It's high four back now, by the way. Jason. So this is very possible. And then Jerry Jones <sighs> fires the. Jason Garrett right on the sideline because of the missed field goal. That would just be like, you know, the perfect ending like to the, the most, perfect the most marriage Cowboys of Jason Garrett and the Cowboys. Happen. Yeah. Oh. So. Just, All right. Game predictions. Let's do it. Are you game? Okay. I am game. Uh, first, I am in fact. First up, we've got. We'll see who has game here. So Green Bay <laughs> at Detroit. Green Bay, something to play for. Detroit, just trying to solidify that number three overall draft pick, which could just trying to stay alive. move up to number Keep two. Keep all they of could, the people on the field. They're still in the Chase Young sweepstakes, so. Yeah. Um, but, uh, and I think they're going to um, wind up with the third pick, so I'm going to go with Green Bay to double up here. I'll say Green Bay 34, Detroit 17, as Green Bay clinches the top seed in the NFC. I've got it. I've got Green Bay winning. I think everybody in the world has Green Bay winning. Uh, I, I'm a little more conservative on the scoring, mostly because the Green Bay offense is still kind of rough, and I don't entirely know how their wide receivers get open because it doesn't happen that much. Even against a tough, tough Detroit defense, I can't even say that with a straight face. <laughs> but, no, uh, I've got Green Bay. I've got Green Bay winning 28-13. So not competitive, unfortunately, for Detroit. All right, next up we have a game which should be pretty competitive, even if the two teams aren't really playing for anything more than Ohio pride, and that's Cleveland at Cincinnati. And I still, yeah, I, I still remember Sam Weiss years ago telling, admonishing the Cincinnati fans to behave because they weren't in Cleveland or something like that. You know, but, uh, Do you think that anyway, Cleveland players will be lobbying to get traded to Cincinnati from the sideline of this game? <laughs> Probably like not, but uh, stranger. <laughs> yeah, it'd be interesting just for the last day of the season if you could make mid-game trades or just 
you know, like swap three players at halftime that had no choice but to go play for the other team, not knowing their system. That would make some of these games more watchable. I'll play that. Like playing football right over. This one would be pretty watchable, I think, even in its own right, even though the two teams aren't playing for anything. But I think it's going to be an offensive shootout, even with no Odell Beckham Jr. I think the Browns have a little bit more of what passes for defense than the Bengals do, so I'm going to go with them to win this 31-27, and uh, Baker Mayfield should have a nice game. Yeah, I think you probably will. Um, I think it's a much lower scoring game just because I think Cincinnati is a little cranky. The ginger ninja seems to remember he's a quarterback periodically. Um, so I think he and Tyler Eifert might have some interesting, uh, interesting plays here. I think offensively there is some fantasy value to be had on both sides of the ball, but scoring-wise, not a whole lot. I've got Cleveland winning a bit of a barn burner, 23-20. O-H-I-O. So do you think this is – do you think this, uh, like most of the pundits seem to be predicting, that this is the, the Ginger Ninja's last hurrah as a Cincinnati quarterback and we're now going to be in the Joe Burrow era? Or what do you think? I don't know if necessarily it's going to be the Joe Burrow era, but I think that the Ginger Ninja is playing his last game in stripes. Derek Carr? Maybe. That would be, would be I would if you're be... trying to. Very, I'd be very interested in that, actually. I might get on board with the Bengals yeah. then. Okay. Derek Carr to A.J. Green, that could be something. A.J. who? You played it all this season? <clears throat> no, which just means he's going to be, be very well rested, rested for Derek Carr becoming a Cincinnati Bengal next, next year. Yeah. That's why he sat out all season, to lobby for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. yeah, smart play. <laughs> yeah. Definitely a long game there, but uh, anyway. Super so long game. Next up, super long games, uh, the, the <laughs> multi-season games. So next up, we've got Chicago at Minnesota. And, you know, Chicago's season looked promising to start with, and then kind of the wheels came off. Um, Minnesota, you know, they're locked into the sixth seed, so they don't have anything to play for. I expect them to treat like this like a preseason game, and therefore I think Chicago will you know, win pretty easily. I'll go with a final score of uh, Chicago 27, Minnesota 17. Minnesota goes down to yet another uh, home defeat. I actually have the exact same score. I have the same prediction as you do, which means it probably won't happen. <laughs> Chicago winning 27-17. And I don't necessarily think that is as close as the score would indicate. Minnesota's not playing for anything. Sean Mannion will throw two touchdowns in garbage time. Make he it might. Look, that make would it that would be something. And then and then the Bears wouldn't cover the spread. It would just be a nightmare. Yeah. All right. Next up, we've got uh, the Chiefs hosting the Chargers. Chiefs with a, a very outside shot of winning. Uh, or gaining the second seed and therefore a first-round bye in the playoffs. That only happens if New England somehow manages to lose to Miami, which unless their equipment gets lost on the way to the stadium for a home game, I don't see how. It happened. Well, it almost happened to the Chiefs, but they were traveling and it got lost on an airport. You know, you'd have to carjack the the Patriots equipment. It was going. It was going south. It was going towards the the old the old former Meadowlands. <laughs> That's where it was going. Yeah, they were just going to dump it out over the Meadowlands. 
you know, general area getting off his body, maybe. But so anyway, he needs um, protection. Yeah. So Kansas City, you know, Philip Rivers might want to go into witness protection. He's probably playing his last game with the Chargers. It'd be interesting to see if they go in another direction He's next year. Brutal. Maybe Eli Manning will go out there and finally play for the Chargers 15 years later. That would be funny. And yeah, Philip Rivers could wind him. up in Cincinnati. Or with Pittsburgh. That shouldn't have to happen. You should have to play at least one game for the team that drafts you at some point in your career. That should be some kind of rule. Especially if you're the number one overall pick. Yeah. Man, that was a mess. So anyway. Well it's funny. Yeah. So anyway, Kansas City Um, hosting Philip Rivers last hurrah and I'll go with uh, Kansas City to win this. I think it might be a little closer than you know, you would think just from the point spread and all, I think Philip Rivers will, you know, put up some offense. But uh, Kansas City has more to play for. They're at home. I'll go with Kansas City 28, Chargers 24. Uh, I have much less confidence in Philip Rivers and the Chargers than you do, uh, especially in Arrowhead. I've got Kansas City winning 34-20. I just – Philip Rivers looks lost. I mean, you can't just only throw the ball exclusively to defenders. It's not a good way to win football games. So um, I I don't see a lot of redeeming things for the Chargers this week. Okay, next up we've got uh, New England hosting Miami. I just, you know, whether Miami, whether New England's going to win another Super Bowl or not, I would actually take the knot at this point, although I know people say you can't camp them out and they're peaking at just the right time and, Tom Brady's Mr. Invincible, blah, blah, blah. But uh, anyway, um, I, I think they take care of business on Sunday. I think they'll win this easily. Just There's just too much of a disparity in talent level between the two teams. Maybe Ryan Fitzpatrick has a couple of garbage time touchdowns, a la Sean Mannion, but uh, I still think uh, New England wins this uh, quite easily, even with any garbage time touchdowns, I'll say. New England and the Tom Brady 34 and the Ryan Fitzmagic 20. I have this a much closer game than you do. In fact, I almost picked Miami to win this game, but I will take Miami with the points if you're playing with the spread. Um, I'm taking New England to win 20-24. I think Miami comes out. They've already blown the tanking of the season. New England's banged up. I know they're at home, but I think Fitzmagic's still got a little magic in the tank there. He became the first quarterback to have four touchdown games for five different franchises. I mean, that's pretty impressive. Maybe next year he'll make it six. Um, but I think Miami keeps it close. I put the, I think they put a little bit of a scare into New England this week. I would be surprised if that happens, but that's why they play the games. Maybe he'll wind up in Cincinnati where he – I think he start, no, started his career Bring back Wes Welker to kick extra Cincinnati points. Point. be great. Or sign in Dominican Sue next year to do that. There you go. I mean, it can't be worse than some of these kickers running out here. So next up, we've got Buffalo hosting the Jets. I know some people are saying, ah, pick the Jets. Buffalo's got nothing to play for. They'll rest players, blah, blah, blah. It's still the Jets. It's still, you know. It's true. And Buffalo, I, I think, you know, they're not the kind of team like New England where they are in the playoffs every year. I think they'll want to keep some momentum going, and I think they'll play hard for most of the game. I think they'll win this. I'll say Buffalo by field goal, Buffalo 27, Jets 24. Um, I, I agree with you. I think Buffalo is going to play their starters. 
probably most of the game, if not all, just because I think they need that consistency. I, I don't think it would do them any good to rest players. And like you said, it's the Jets. It's not like they're playing a, a world beater. No offense, Sam Darnold and, and at all, but um, I've got Buffalo winning 23-21 in a close game, but an interesting one, I think. Okay, next up we've got a game that I don't think will be particularly close or interesting, and that's New Orleans at <laughs> New Orleans at Carolina. I guess the only question there is how much, you know, how many times Christian McCaffrey is going to touch the ball. I just, in a meaningless season-ending game like this, I know they say they want to get him the ball and get his yardage up and all that, but I just, I can't see risking the health of your franchise player in a game like this. You know, I, I, if anyone's going to do it, game, it's going to be the Panthers. I I'll, I'll, I'll go with the Saints pretty easily. Uh, Saints 34, Carolina 21. I actually have this as an even bigger discrepancy, despite the fact that I think Christian McCaffrey is a good play because I do. I think he is their entire offense. Uh, I have New Orleans winning 33-16. All the points for New Orleans. All the fantasy points. Michael Thomas forever. I know Antonio Brown's probably suspended and they're probably not going to sign him, but can you imagine an offense where you have Michael Thomas and Antonio Brown opposite each other on the field? God, that would be electric. Yeah, I mean, how could any team take a pass on that unless they just thought Antonio Brown would be such a huge distraction in the locker room or more likely if they just thought he was, you know, probably going to be suspended or put on the commissioner's restricted list if they did uh, sign him. Otherwise, I don't see why they wouldn't. But then again, I don't see why yeah. the Eagles wouldn't have signed him either. But uh, anyway. I don't know why they didn't have Brennan so, Des Bryant, but, you know, an issue yeah. for another time. Yes, maybe next year's preseason uh, <laughs> show. So Atlanta traveling to Tampa Bay, both these teams showing signs of life late in the season. Jameis Winston Sounds like they're going to commit to him being the quarterback, at least for another year, but uh, nothing definite yet. Meanwhile, Atlanta saved Dan Quinn's job, so maybe some of the pressure's off there. I think this will be one of the more entertaining games of the day, even though it doesn't mean anything. I think it comes down to a last-minute field goal, and I'll go with Tampa Bay to win this at home, uh, closing out their season on a high note. I'll say Tampa Bay 30, Atlanta 27. Actually, the exact same score. I'm closing on my season strong of picking against Atlanta consistently. Uh, really wouldn't matter who they were playing. I, I also think they made a bad decision to bring back Dan Quinn, but they didn't ask me. So I also have uh, Tampa Bay winning 30-27. I still think Jameis Winston is going to gift the Falcons a couple of points, but Tampa Bay's offense will be the better one this week. So we've agreed on all the games through the early games. Unfortunately, we've already ruin the suspense because I know that you're picking against my <laughs> Giants, but uh, we'll see how many yeah, of the other yeah. games we agree on here. So uh, Dallas hosting Washington, uh, don't think this will be particularly close. I think Dallas will keep its uh, playoff hopes alive and you know even get there with the help of my, uh, my Giants. Uh, I'll say Dallas 34, Washington 21. You know, Washington, I've I just Dallas see. Yeah, I mean, I Case Keenum is not necessarily the answer there. I think I'd be more interested if Colt McCoy was playing quarterback. Um, But the one thing Dallas has done well this season, and there's not a lot, is beat bad teams. And Washington decidedly falls in the bad team category. So I feel pretty comfortable taking Dallas to win. 
I've got him winning 31-21. Um, still kind of hoping to see Jason Garrett get fired at midfield. But I think the Cowboys will win the game. What if they fired him and they won? Do you think if, if, he, win, if he wins that game but the Eagles win too, do you think he would fire him on the field? Maybe. Probably not. I'm not opposed to it. Probably not, but he's still getting fired. Okay. Short of winning the Super um, Bowl, I don't think Jason Garrett's coming back this year. Okay. We've been saying that every year for about three years now, and he's still there. And I keep and... hoping that it happens, and yet here we are. <laughs> I, I have a feeling you're right this time, but uh, we'll see. And there's just too much talent on that team to be as, uh, as mediocre so as they are. Yeah. So, Next up, we have uh, Indianapolis traveling to Jacksonville in a meaningless uh, AFC South um, showdown, but I'll go with uh, Indianapolis. I just think they're a better team. Jacksonville looked lost, especially at quarterback this season. Uh, I'll go with Indianapolis 27, Jacksonville 24. And Tom Coughlin firing is not going to solve what ills that team. No. I'm actually also picking Indianapolis to win. I've got them winning 27-17. Nick Foles, Gardner Minshew, II, Leonard Fournette, it's just not going to be enough. Okay, we've got uh, Arizona at the Rams. Uh, Arizona, especially with uh, Kyler Murray, unlikely to play a full game. And Rams, okay, they've been eliminated from the playoffs, but uh, I think they'll want to put on a good show for the home folks uh, in their season-ending game. Obviously a big disappointment coming off the Super Bowl appearance last year, but I I think they take out their frustrations on Arizona and win this pretty easily, you know, on the ground through the air. However, you want to, however they want to do it. Uh, I'll say Rams 38 and uh, Cardinals 21. I've got the Rams winning 33-21, so we're we're pretty much in line. I don't think it matters much who plays quarterback for the Cardinals this week, unfortunately. Uh, though I would like to see Kyler Murray go out on a high note, but we'll see what happens. He's a guy I'll definitely be targeting in drafts next year as a second quarterback Me and too. hoping that he kind of blossoms the way uh, Patrick Mahomes did last year or uh, Lamar Jackson did this year. I mean, I, I don't think yeah. it's automatically going to happen, but you know, I, I you know like what I've seen you know from him in, in bursts, and I also drafted him early in a dynasty league this year, so there's, oh, there's nice. a bit of uh, selfishness there, but uh, we'll see. Hopefully it works <laughs> That's out. That's okay. Okay. Uh, next up, we've got uh, Oakland at Denver, and I know Oakland's got slim playoff hopes, but uh, I just think Denver and secondary will will keep uh, Oakland's uh, passing game in check. And I'll go with uh, Denver to close out their season at home with a field goal to win it at the end. I'll say Denver 27, Oakland 24. I've actually got this lower scoring than you you do. I've got Denver winning 23-14. Derek Carr is not good in the cold. He's 0-5 in games that are under 40 degrees at kickoff. It is definitely going to be under 40 degrees at kickoff and for the entirety of this game. And that Denver defense is just going to be too much, especially with likely not having Josh Jacobs on the field. I just don't see a way that the Raiders can win this game. All right. Next, unfortunately, is the game we're disagreeing on. I'm Trying to yep. be positive here, at least from the perspective of your Cowboys, Giants hosting Appreciate the Eagles. That. Talent-wise, I, I don't know that the Giants stack up, but uh, 
you know, Daniel Jones seems to have some magic, which is uh, causing me to uh, reevaluate my criticism of David Gettleman for taking him sixth overall last uh, draft. But it looks like he's uh, made two good, uh, you know, first picks in a row between Saquon and uh, Daniel Jones. So we have that mm-hmm. going for us. But uh, yeah, there uh, you go. This this might be more of a wish pick because Philadelphia should you know have the motivation and they're a better team. But I'll uh, count on the Giants. Uh, to surprise here, I'll say uh, Giants 30, Eagles 24. Daniel Jones throws for 300-plus yards on a lousy Eagles secondary, and Saquon Barkley manages to rip off a couple of big runs and uh, have another big game. I love it. I would love this to happen. Uh, I'm just not entirely sure it will. Uh, the Eagles defense is really not good on paper, but for whatever reason, they seem to have it sorted together the last couple of weeks. I've got the Eagles winning 28-24, so I'd very much like to be wrong about this. Okay. Um, next up, we've got <clears throat> um, Tennessee at Houston. Tennessee, uh, I, I just think, you know, especially with Houston resting its starters, they should win this game. I think it'll be maybe a little bit closer than it needs to be, but I'll go with Tennessee to win on a field goal, late field goal, Tennessee 27, Houston 24. Got Tennessee winning 27-16. I've got a lot less confidence in Houston with or without starters. Uh, I think Ryan Tannehill, despite not having any wide receivers, probably still going to find a way to win this game. Okay, Pittsburgh at Baltimore. Baltimore resting people. Pittsburgh's not. Baltimore's already locked into the playoffs. Pittsburgh's not. So I think that why that all adds up to a Pittsburgh uh, victory, even without James Conner in the backfield. I'll say Pittsburgh 27, Baltimore 21. I think not having a Marquise Pouncey is a huge, huge issue for the Steelers, among many other problems they have. They're very much an imperfect football team. And I think RG3 is going to have a really nice game. I think it's going to be a little bit of a coming out party and people are going to remember that he was great. And I think he's going to have flashes of greatness here. I think the Ravens are going to win 24-17. Okay. Well, at least I feel good that the Giants-Eagles game wasn't the only one that uh, prevented us from (laughs) aligning on everything at the last uh, week of the season. Oh, but this game, well, no, we'll probably agree on this game. San Francisco at Seattle. I know. (laughs) And I know who you're picking, too, and I'm actually going to agree with you. I'm going to go with a, a shootout, which I'm guessing you're not, but I'll go with uh, the Seattle to win Marshawn Lynch's uh, homecoming, even without much uh, benefit from Marshawn Lynch. But uh, I'm going to pick Seattle 34, San Francisco 31. We've got a little lower scoring. I've got Seattle winning 27-23, and I think Marshawn Lynch scores at least one touchdown in this game probably have a beast quake if that happens. So uh, who do you so like for DFS? Uh, a couple of good value picks this week. Obviously, I'm higher on RJ3 than a lot of people, but the price is so right. Same thing with Case Keenum. There's still going to be a lot of garbage yards there. At running back, Aaron Jones, DeAndre Washington, Adrian Peterson, and Damian Williams, all great values there. At wide receiver, I'm very high on Michael Gallup, Golden Tate, and DJ Chark. Tight ends, Dallas Goddard's kind of a no-brainer, Caden Smith in New York, and Tyler Eifert. And defensively, I like the Packers and the Cardinals this week. So thank you guys so much for another awesome season. This is our 10th season. Uh, I, I, I love doing the show. I love that we keep coming back every year. And hopefully we'll see you back for an 11th season next year. 
Thank you so much for listening. Good luck in your leagues. We're not playing this week, so good luck. <laughs> Find yeah, us and, all and season just, and off-season long all over social media. We're at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page on Facebook, on Twitter at the number four THN Inches Show, at JKIM16, and Fantasy underscore Sherpa. And just, yeah, it's a real blast doing the show with you, Jana. You know, I can't believe we've been doing this for 10 years. It seems like three or four, but uh, time passes. <laughs> And it's a lot of fun, uh, definitely something I look forward to every week during the football yes. season. And, you know, just always amazed by uh, how thorough your preparation is, especially with the injuries. You know, that would, you know you, I, I mean, I always kid you about it, but, you know, there's just, you know, <laughs> you you're on to top of everything. And, <laughs> no, it's just, it's a lot of fun doing the show with you. Um, and I look it's forward amazing. to uh, hopefully doing it again next season. And uh, yes. thanks to everyone yes. for listening. And, uh Yeah, why don't you take us out, Jenna? All right. Thanks so much, guys. Good luck this week, and we'll see you next season. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.